for the end of the world. This is your community spirit. This just so happens to be the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. You know what? Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit, coming at you live, local, and in your face here on WDBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. All right, my name is Tree Song. I will be your host today. Uh, Or Danny Jimon is off on another solar adventure. He tends to do that sometimes, but we're holding on the fort while he's away. So let's see. We've got... Do we have any news today? I don't know. Is there anything new in the world? You heard anything? Uh, if you have any news to send our way, you can send it to me at treesong at treesong.org with the word radio in the title. So I know it's for the radio. We'll start out with this one. Uh, climate change. It's getting really, really hot in here. 
Steve Skolnick at Capital Climate analyzed the data from NOAA's National Climatic Data Center. He found that U.S. heat records in June outnumbered the cold records by 2,706 to 251. Now, for you math nerds out there, that's about a ratio of 11 to 1. Now, this is significant uh, data uh, because there's there's a lot of people out there who, and this is sort of understandable, they they see one weather event and they say, oh, you know, this this doesn't mean anything. It happens to be hot here today, or we happen to have an extreme weather event here in this town. Taken in isolation, that means uh, very little. You know, it could be anything. It could just be Mother Nature uh, woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. <laughs> but uh, when you look at data across numerous points over a period of time, then that indicates a trend. And the trend is 11 to 1 uh, in favor of hotter temperatures rather than cold. And this, uh, this is in the U.S. that these uh, records refer uh, we also have some data about the El Nino and Na- La Nina trends. A lot of the people who are discounting the effects of uh, climate change, global warming, were predicting that the big La Nina effects uh, would drive temperatures way, way down. But even the satellite data sets, uh, which are more sensitive to the El Nino southern oscillations, show that the modest and short-lived temperature dip was uh, not very much to write home about. So... The hot is getting hotter, and the cold isn't getting all that much colder. And uh, I think that's an important point to look at. And we've got other related news, too, about Stanford climate scientists forecasting permanently hotter summers. Now, I know we're not feeling that at the moment here in southern Illinois. Uh, It's actually kind of cold and rainy outside today. (laughs) Very odd for a uh, southern Illinois summer. But it once again points to the irregularities in weather and climate. So, but Stanford climate scientists are forecasting permanently hotter summers. The tropics and much of the northern hemisphere are likely to experience an irreversible rise in summer temperatures within the next 20 to 60 years if atmospheric greenhouse gas concentrations continue to increase, according to a new climate study at Stanford University. So here's a quote. According to our projections... Large areas of the globe are likely to warm up so quickly that, by the middle of this century, even the coolest summers will be hotter than the hottest summers of the past 50 years, said the study's lead author, Noah Diefenbog. Uh, So, food for thought there. I know we're having a cool summer at the moment, but uh, envision a future in which the coolest summer in southern Illinois is hotter than the hottest summer you can remember here. That looks like we've got some... Work to do related to the climate.
right, let's see what other news we have today. Uh, here's, here's one for all the uh, food connoisseurs here in uh, southern Illinois and beyond. Stock up on wine and bacon before climate change gets worse. Uh, now, this is a advice they're giving out now about climate. Uh, got news that bacon prices will be soaring and California wines will suffer due to inhospitable crop growing conditions. Uh, I haven't I haven't heard directly from the Southern Il- Illinois farmers, so I'll be interested to hear how the wine crop is going here this year. Uh, you can e- email me at treesong at treesong.org if you have any local news to report on that. But in terms of national and global trends, there is concern about the, the future of bacon and the future of wine. Uh, now, bacon prices are soaring. Uh, in <laughs> prompting suggestions of a strategic bacon reserve in order to keep the nation going through its uh, lack of bacon. Now, personally, I'm a vegetarian. I'm not too concerned about the strategic bacon reserve. But I guess to each their own. And it's a variety of factors. Uh, one factor is the corn crops having issues, which means there's less to feed the pigs. And that's part of the, uh, uh, the scale of scaling up to a higher part of the chain of the food chain, is that uh, you know, if corn itself is having difficulties, then getting a whole bunch of corn to feed to a pig uh, is even more difficult. So there, there will still be all sorts of bacon memorabilia you can get, uh, but bacon itself may become a scarce commodity. <laughs> and now on a more more important note to, to me anyway, uh, wine. Wine is also uh, on the out. Tragically, tragically. Uh, temperatures are rising in California, which means prime grape-growing territory is shrinking. A new Stanford study says that California vineyards could shrink by 50% in the next 30 years. Now, that's, I'll say that one again because that's a pretty big number. Uh, could shrink 50% in the next 30 years, dealing a heavy blow to California's $16.5 billion wine industry uh, and leaving uh, a lot of people with a much smaller selection to serve... Uh, with their lab-grown pseudo-bacon-wrapped dates. Uh, so, yeah, cooler Oregon and Washington temperatures, uh, they will be able to take advantage of the warming conditions, in theory, uh, if the climate is stable enough for such things. So we shall see. Maybe it will migrate north and uh, still exist in some form. But uh, wine, wine and corn, uh, not a good sign. They're becoming more difficult to grow. One of the big sources of the uh, human-caused climate change is all the greenhouse gas emissions produced by our uh, oil and gas and uh, related uh, burning fuel technologies. Uh, but there are also other technologies out there. This next story is a story about renewable energy. 
Now, I want to point out, this is a story about high-tech, new-tech uh, uh, solar power. But I want to point out that there's already plenty of good solar power out there that works, that can fill so many of our energy needs. But even that being the case, I do like to find new stories about new solar technologies that might make it even more cost-effective and fun uh, to go solar. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, this story is Cling Film Solar Panels that are one two hundredth the thickness of saran wrap. Uh, now you... Let's see. New cling film solar panels can be printed like newspapers and then self-organize into layers of plastic that can turn sunlight into electricity. The result is a useful solar panel that's only 60 nanometers thick, or 1 200th of the thickness of saran wrap. Uh, saran wrap's that uh, plastic wrap you wrap around food to help keep it fresh. And that's pretty thin to start with, so just imagine if it were a lot, lot thinner. Now, using the same roll-to-roll -roll printing techniques used to manufacture... Uh, dead tree media, i.e. paper, <laughs> scientists propose to print layers of plastic suffused with buckyballs, the soccer ball-like cages of carbon atoms, whose discovery led to the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1996. So manufacturers already print solar cells, sometimes called thin-film solar cells, but the race is on to make them more efficient, so they can be even more cost-effective uh, and competitive with both traditional solar cells and with fossil fuels. Uh, Ultra-efficient, ultra-thin solar cells will be able to cover large areas easily and affordably. So that's some exciting news on that front. Uh, we'll keep, keep up to date on that story as it develops, see where they go with that. In the meantime, like I said, there's already all sorts of amazing solar technologies out there. On your community spirit, we like talking about all sorts of uh, uh, different ways of addressing problems that don't involve internal combustion engines. Uh, this is one of the most uh, advanced technological solutions of all. Replace your lawnmower with goats. Yes, that's right, goats. Anyone still caring for a clipped green lawn can lessen their environmental guilt by trading in weed-killing chemicals and uh, internal combustion uh, gas mowers for a herd of goats. If you've got invasive plants, never fear. Your milkweed brings all the goats to the yard. <laughs> they could eat it, but they have to charge. And that's charging seven twenty-five a day plus tax for a 60-goat herd from Rent-A-Ruminant. <laughs> now, increasing numbers of companies are offering goat-driven brush and weed control. Unlike cows, which eat grass, goats like to eat weeds and shrubs, even the poisonous ones. I mean, they are goats. They eat whatever they can. That's part of the beauty of goats. Large lawn owners from golf courses to governments have taken advantage of the goat services, which includes spreading free, all-natural fertilizer on the lawn while they work. And another bonus, they are so much cuter than a lawnmower. And the one of the California companies has the motto, Go Green, Go Goats. And I know people, a lot of people don't like goats because they think they have a nasty temperament, which they sort of do. They're very stubborn and willful creatures. 
but they're also very uh, good eaters of the lawn, and they do so in a more uh, energy-efficient way than an internal combustion engine. <laughs> and they're also a lot less toxic than those weed killers mentioned in the story. So goats mowing the lawn. I know a lot of a uh, lot of municipalities may not allow you to keep goats within the city limits, but somebody industrious could start up a, a goat lawn mowing service. Now let's talk about some holidays coming up. Uh, we've got some holidays coming up. On uh, Saturday is Flag Day in Alaska and Independence Day in Ar- Argentina. On Sunday, we've got Don't Step on a Bee Day. That's always good advice, but on Sunday in particular, <laughs> keep an eye out and make sure you don't step on a bee. Uh, I got stung by a wasp recently, but luckily I don't seem to be allergic. Stung for a moment and then it was gone. Alright, we've got on uh, Monday is International Town Criers Day. So that's a day for you to go wandering through town saying 10 o'clock and all as well. <laughs> so it's also UN World Population Day. So a day to think about the uh, effects of the growing population on the planet. Now I always like to point out that it is a matter of population times consumption. And here in uh, in developed nations like the U.S., we have a much bigger eco-footprint than other nations do. All right, some other birthdays coming up. On Tuesday, Milton Berle, the entertainer. It's his birthday coming up on the 12th of July. It's also the birthday of Curly Joe from the Three Stooges. Uh, he and Shemp are in a running contest to see who is the least liked of the Three Stooges. <laughs> But it's his birthday coming up on Tuesday, so we'll try to refrain from any uh, any complaints against him. Tuesday is also the birthday of Henry David Thoreau, uh, the author, the naturalist. Uh, he has been an inspiration to many people in the environmental movement, uh, the ecological sustainability movement. Such an odd collection of birthdays coming up on Tuesday. Milton Berle, Curly Joe, and Henry David Thoreau. Wednesday is Embrace Your Geekness Day. I thought every day was Embrace Your Geekness Day. Uh, For me, anyway, I celebrate that holiday every day. But if you're still one of these these poor souls who's afraid to uh, come out of the nerd closet and let people know that you uh, play computer games or play role-playing games or have some other interests that other people don't understand, Wednesday's the day to fess up to that. And Thursday is the uh, birthday of President Gerald Ford, the 38th President of the United States. On a more historic note, Thursday is also the 14th of July. And you history buffs out there or Francophiles might just know this off the top of your head. 14th of July is Bastille Day.
right, now let's get into some community happenings. Once again, if you have community happenings to send my way, you can email them to me. My email address just so happens to be treesong at treesong.org. Hopefully that's easy to remember since my name is, in fact, Treesong. It says it on my ID and everything. All right, let's see. First happening, this is a happening that often happens. It is the Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner. It's coming up uh, tonight at uh, 6 p.m., Guy House Interfaith Center. Uh, the theme is going to be a surprise because they're still looking for uh, guest chefs to host dinners throughout the summer. If you like food and you like people, uh, you can uh, contact Guy House Interfaith Center. You can contact uh, Orr, who is usually here at the controls. You uh, can email info at yourcommunityspirit.org to contact him. So what is this slow food stuff anyway? Well, you know what fast food is, right? Well, at a slow food dinner, people meet and cook together, taking their time to enjoy the company and savor the meal. The Rice and Spice Slow Food Dinner Series brings culture and cuisine from all over the world to our own table, and we would love to see you there. And I know I've started going back to that again. It's a pretty good time. Get to eat dinner with people, share food, share conversation. Uh, Good times. And once again, that's over at Guy House, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Our next happening, uh, Fridays, uh, especially in the summer here in Southern Illinois, are a good, fun, happy time. Got the Friday Night Fair coming up. Uh, That starts Friday also at 6 at the Town Square Pavilion. This fair features local, homegrown, and handmade products and services, plus free live music. They basically fill up the uh, Town Square Pavilion, Uh, and the area surrounding it with all these information tents and tents with arts and crafts. And then on top of that, they have free music. Uh, This week's performance is by the Black 40s. Now, I know this does conflict schedule-wise a bit with Rice and Spice, but I do know people who uh, make an effort to go to both. They'll go to Friday Night Fair, might go there a little early, or they might, you know, come to Rice and Spice first and catch the end of Friday Night Fair, since it does run from 6 to 9. You get... You can... Pick and choose. That's one of the joys of living in Southern Illinois. Plenty of stuff to do here. So once again, Friday Night Fair, tonight, 6 p.m., Town Square Pavilion, on the corner of Illinois and Maine, in Carbondale. some other happenings. The Farmer's Markets. The Farmer's Market happens from 8 a.m. to noon on Saturday at the West Town Mall parking lot, just west of the Murdale Shopping Center. Now they've got all sorts of arts and crafts out there. They've got cut flowers. They've got uh, food, of course. There's usually food at a Farmer's Market. Uh, Fresh veggies from the local area. Uh, The 
joyous, bountiful harvest of southern Illinois. It's a really good time out there. If you want to get the really best stuff, it's good to get there at 8 a.m., bright and early. But they've got something there for everybody, even up until noon. So, once again, West Town Mall parking lot, west side of Carbondale, the Farmer's Market. That's always an exciting time. Another Saturday happening, the Vigil for Peace. That's happening Saturday at noon at the Town Square Pavilion on the corner of Illinois and Maine in Carbondale. They're out there holding a vigil every Saturday. Have been for years now. They are holding vigil to bear witness to the costs of war and hold out hope for the promise of peace. Now, we spend a lot of money on waging war, and just imagine if we took even a fraction of that and started spending it on social justice causes, on ensuring that people who want jobs have jobs, ensuring that people who are hungry are fed, ensuring that the sick get medicines that they need. I think that would be a good expenditure. You know, I think even spending a small portion of the war budget, you know, preferably most of it we could say, but a little portion there on uh, taking care of the needs of people here at home. So once again, that's Saturday at noon, Town Square Pavilion in Carbondale. Alright, our next next happening is the Transportic Open Mic. Now, these go on every other Monday, Mondays at 9pm, at the Global Gourmet, located at 102 East Jackson in Carbondale. The dog days of summer have begun, and the cool cats come out after dark. So you can come out after dark for a, another night of poetic debauchery in the Dirty Dale. Uh, 9 to 9.30 is the sign-up for the Open Mic. And the show starts at 9.30. Uh, I like to get there as close to 9 as I can. Be sure I get on that list and get to talk to people before the open mic starts. Uh, All forms of poetry and performance are welcome at the mic. Uh, There is no cover. You get to just show up and enjoy the good foods, the good wines they have there, uh, the good open mic performances. Once again, coming up Monday, 9 p.m., Global Gourmet. 102 East Jackson in Carbondale. All right, and there's also uh, this happening that I uh, I actually caught on Light on the Law, the show before this on WDBX. Really good show, Light on the Law, from 9 to 10 a.m. And they mentioned a happening coming up, Confidence Man, the story of Hugh Neal and the Woodbox Gang. This uh, documentary, this film, premieres at the Liberty Theater in downtown Murfreesboro on this coming Saturday, July 9th. There will be additional shows on the 16th, but uh, tickets are $7, and there will be no advanced sales. On Saturday, armband ticket sales open at 530 with the first showing at 7 p.m. Then there is a Woodbox Gang live performance at 8.45 and a second showing of Confidence Man at 10 p.m. Now they're showing it once again on 
the 16th, next Saturday at 7 to 9 p.m. But uh, it's only going to be tomorrow that they've got that special Woodbox Gang performance coming up. Uh, so these will benefit the Historic Liberty Theater, an all-volunteer nonprofit. This is dedicated to preserving the building once known as the Telford Theater back in 1913. For more information on rental rates, memorials, and other events going on there at the Liberty Theater, you can contact Lois Murphy at 618-684-5880. And there's also there's a trailer for this uh, Confidence Man up on YouTube. You just do a search for uh, Confidence Man and Hugh Daniel. I uh, should find that up there for Confidence Man Woodbox Gang. That's good stuff. I, I love Woodbox Gang music. It's exciting that this documentary is being released, this film. It's also exciting that the Woodbox Gang is performing live in between the two showings. It's good times over at the Liberty Theater. We have time to sneak in one last happening here. Pastors for Peace. This is happening at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, at 5.30 p.m. Uh, they're going to welcome a visit from the 22nd Pastors for Peace Friendshipment Caravan to Cuba. Uh, this is going to be a big event. It starts at 5.30 with a return performance from the premier Latin band Hot Sauce, followed at 6 p.m. with a Cuban-inspired dinner. And after the dinner, Bill Hackwell, member of the caravan, is going to be sharing his knowledge of Cuba and his experiences working with the caravan, getting some supplies there to the people of Cuba, getting some justice for people of Cuba. For more info, you can call George Ann Hartzog at 521-4239. This has once again been an exciting and informative episode of Your Community Spirit. I know I've learned a lot and had a good time. I hope you can say the same. Uh, it's a little rainy out there, but it's keeping things cool. So now is your opportunity to go outside and enjoy uh, some wonderful weather. Hope you have a good week. We'll see you here next week on the radio.